Bowl season has now come and gone, but don't beat yourself up if you missed it. It's still a great time to get in on the action with my bookie. You missed the 41 record bowl games to bet on, but we still have the national championship game, Jan 7, and that one's going to be a monster. It still is the most wonderful time of the year, and with the NFL playoffs coming up, oh yeah, you're going to want in. Make sure you are ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. They're all about good customer service, and they have some wild props, which are always fun to bet. Where you bet is as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money, you got to go to MyBookie. I've dealt with them all season, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. You'll be satisfied. Join now. MyBookie will offer a 50% deposit bonus to make sure you've got a nice bankroll to start 2019. Use promo code ZABE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo. At MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, it's Wild Card Weekend, and after a smoking good regular season of 13-5, and five, can El Baldo keep on delivering? We shall see. Can Mr. X turn around his losing skid? We got the games, we got the leans, we got the picks. Reuben Foster is out of the woods legally, but what will the NFL say? All that plus some ZabeCast programming news in a 30-minute bonus shot of me. Locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. And here he is. Having the time of his life. Friday, January 4, 2019. Thank you for downloading a few quick programming notes. Fridays are going back to being free. And there is other content that is going to now migrate, as they say, to the premium service of Zabe and the Zabe cast. Notably Steakhouse Confidential, and I am recording tonight a session with a couple of gambling experts in the District of Columbia, and I'm going to have more guys come through in that specific podcast. And I believe I'm going to start a weekly 30-minute DC-centric podcast and a 30-minute Milwaukee-slash-Wisconsin-centric podcast to sort of super-serve those two markets that I have my hands in, and I'm going to try to make this podcast, the regular Zabecast, more of a topical, nationally featured or nationally focused 30 to 35 minute, bup, 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 bup. let's run through as many of the notable stories in 35 minutes or so. I'm going to try to sit on the length and get it down to under 40 minutes because I look at a lot of podcasts out there and I'm like, wow, look at the length of some of these. Kind of daunting. We only have so many minutes in the day. And even though many people listen to podcasts at 1.5x speed so they can listen to more stuff, which is, if you do it, great. I find it totally weird, but whatever. I'll try to go quick here. Go quick, go quick, go quick. But... There's so much to stuff to listen out there. I think if I'm doing something every day and I'm going to be adding this extra layer of premium stuff, I don't need to prattle on for too long. So with that said, shut up. Let's get going. Thank you, by the way, for being a subscriber. You're always free to leave, but your support does help me keep going with the free stuff as well as the premium. Oh, I also should mention that I'm going to talk to Sally and Scott about possibly doing something with them on this platform. Some sort of reincarnation of the old... Morning show on Fox, SB Nation, Sporting News, etc. 
the toughest guy to negotiate with is Solly. He is, you know, he's got his own deal going, and uh, I don't know how much he's going to demand. I've got $5 a week max, and if he wants more than that, I, I don't think I can do it. But it would help if you really, really want them once a week on this platform, Solly and Scott, or Scott and Solly, or Scully, as I like to call the two of them, well, then your emails and tweets and support would be appreciated. Let me clarify one thing about this new opportunity that's going to begin in springtime uh, in the void that was left when I left Bob and Brian. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing here in D.C., and I'm pleased to say that WTEM and Urban One has made a commitment to me that is encouraging that they are in the format to be successful uh, for an ongoing long-term basis, and I appreciate that. And I believe a lot in CJ, our program director, and Jeff Wilson above him. I think they obviously need to figure out what they want to do, how they want to do it, what their budget is to do it. When we are bought, we shed a lot of voices. There's no dancing around that. Sheehan, Cooley, Bram, Scott Jackson, I miss all those guys. But I understand it's a business. They've got to figure out what their lineup is, what their payroll is, who they want, how they want them, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm going to keep doing both for as long as I can, and I think the two will not interfere. I know they won't interfere. It's almost like doing another national show, except it's more locally focused. Reuben Foster charges dropped on Thursday. The first bit of good news for the Redskins, and I put good in air quotes because, let's be honest, this is not the end of the story. And a lot of people coming out of the woodwork on Twitter and email and whereabouts going, tut, tut, see, cluck, cluck, you, Zabe, and others were so quick to condemn this signing. i got to start writing down my official positions on a lot of these things so I can then just clip and send or send you a link and say, shut up. This is what I said then, and, and this was the exact nuance of my point. What I said about Reuben Foster is, I don't like the signing. Because I don't think a guy like this is smart enough to count on and to be available for you because he knew this woman was trouble and somehow he let her get close enough to him in a team hotel where charges could be filed, cops could be called, and he would be cut by the team. Turns out that there's not enough case to prosecute this misdemeanor because her credibility is completely shot. She has lied about lying the time she lied about the other lie And she's also been prosecuted and did jail time for false accusations of domestic violence in an extortion plot to another boyfriend in another state. She is totally not credible. Doesn't mean, however, that Reuben Foster didn't possibly slap the phone out of her hands and slap her upside the head. I said at the time, this this guy is not worth it. He's not Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, but he was projected to be a high first rounder. Well, okay. And you can now say this is a position of need, a dynamic playmaking linebacker. Okay, win. Yay. That's assuming he doesn't get in further trouble between now and the start of next season. I believe the league is still going to suspend him six games. I believe that the Redskins budgeted for this all along. And I still believe that this was not worth it. So, yeah. If you disagree with me, that's great. Agree to disagree. You can say it was worth it. Uh, The hubbub dies down. The stupid columns from people tut-tutting you get written, and the dogs bark and the caravan moves on. By midseason next year, we are going to have a really good linebacker that we basically got for free. That is the thinking of some. I won't try to dissuade you from that thinking. I don't believe you win with guys 
like this. Remember, we got a cornerback in Josh Norman we might have to keep because of the Swearinger cut, who really doesn't want to play football anymore. He said as much. We got a linebacker, middle linebacker, captain, who hates the team, hates the fan base. We know this. He said as much. And now we've got Reuben Foster, possibly, who we're going to have to keep a sharp eye on because, you know, he seems to find trouble. No matter how much he should realize, holy shit, I have got to straighten up and fly right, as my dad used to say. Time to talk NFL wild card. I hooked up with Mr. X in the parking lot and some kind of creepy-like drug deal, but no drugs were exchanged. We weren't doing anything other than talking football and recording a podcast. Well, here we are, football one-way Friday, free edition. It's me and Mr. X car side to get you set for the wild card weekend. We got four games. I have a lock, although Mr. X, these locks start to get a little shaky. Oh, yeah. Because there's only four games. <laughs> if you're going to bet in the playoffs, it's almost like gambling. Almost like gambling. There's one game I see here that is so totally like gambling. I mean, it's all gambling, but I got a game I feel pretty good about, and I will pick all four games before we. And I, we also have the odds to win the Super Bowl. I want to run through those with you real quick. But before we get into all that, let's recap last week. Thank God at the last minute, I veered off of choking Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and instead got on the Rams, who did boat race uh, their opponent, the Niners. Thank you for that. So I won. My final lock of the year that put me for the season 13 and five. 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 13 five. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Your picks last week, Mr. X. Yeah, they weren't as good as yours. <laughs> Just leave it at that. No, okay. I jumped. No, I went one and three and finished the year on your show 28 and 19. I'll, okay. take, I'll take it. Not bad. Not bad there. Okay. So we have three or four matchups this weekend that have regular season reference points, including one Texans-Colts that has two games as a reference point. All four point spreads are under a touchdown, which is not atypical for the playoffs. Got all good teams there. And what's interesting is as we sit here and record this at about noon on Thursday, I had a hard time, Mr. X, finding the normal preview write-ups for each game. Mm. So I had to really grind to sort of dig some things out. In fact, I went to NFL.com. Ever heard of it? I have. Yeah. And I went to their preview page, and on the right-hand tab, they have highlights, stats, insights. I said, well, I need some insights. I'm about to sit down with Mr. X. Under the insights tab, it says, Thursday morning, no insights available yet. (laughs) Check back later. Fuck you. I need insights now. Site under construction. (laughs) Exactly. So that's where we are on a Thursday. We don't have any serious injury storylines that would affect these games there's the big one was Foles but Foles has already said he's sore but he's going to be ready to play this game and they're the last game of the weekend 440 on Sunday so that's really not a concern right there before we get into the games let's go odds to win Mm. odds to win it all now before I even give the first number and the team who's favored to win it all generally speaking Mr. X do you recommend people play Futures, i.e. odds to win it all. Not if you're smart. 
Okay. Now, I will say that the, the reason for that is, sure, if you just want to take a flyer, fine. The, the time to play those, like to win the conference or to win the Super Bowl, is early in the season if you've got something before the others do. I took the Bears three months ago. You did. Um, nice. When the number was a lot better than the one you're about to read. Number is eight to one on the Bears yeah, right now, and I, I would like to put a little chit on them at eight to one. I know it's not as good as what you got. What did your number be? I think I have them at fifteen. Okay. But but the and the reason I say that is even if you can tell me who's going to win, let's say that you just said you like the Bears at eight to one. What I would tell you is play them every week, and you'll win more. So I get it, right. So instead of playing the future of I got the Bears to win it all at 8-1, just play Bears play the money Bears. line. Money yeah. line. That's the emphasis. Not point spread, but money line. Sure. Play them. We, one, two, three, and then you'll win more money. You'll win more money. And if you go 2-1, 3-1, you win. And if somebody gets hurt, you're not locked in. Right. So you, the point is, even if you do know, which obviously we don't all know, <laughs> but even if you do know, I would say playing the team at the odds to win it all is not the way to go this late in the game. All right, let's draw two lines. I'm going to draw a line where we say these teams reasonably can win it, although we know anyone can win it. Mm -hmm. The damn Eagles won it last year. But we got to draw a line as to where we think it is. These guys up above the line can win it. These guys below can't. And, and then we'll draw another line, which is absolutely no chance line. New Orleans is your favorite at 5-2. to two which for you people that can't do math as well as I can because I'm a math expert, is a little bit better than 2.5 to 1. Kansas City is 9 to 2, which is a little bit better than 4.5 to 1. The Rams are 11 to 2, which is a little bit better than 5 to 1. And the Patriots are 6 to 1. The Bears, 8 to 1. Then there's a bigger drop down to Baltimore, 14 to 1. The Chargers, 16 to 1. And then there are one, two, three. There's five teams that were just listed at 25 to 1 Dallas, Houston, Seattle, Indianapolis, Philadelphia. Let's start drawing some lines. Of the top four New Orleans, Kansas City, the Rams, New England. Mm -hmm. You're going to draw the line under New England? Yes. We're going to draw the line above New England. Now I'm going to put them in there. And let's remember that the, the, to win it all is essentially a parlay with that team each week. Okay. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why I say parlay. Now, the reason you're drawing the line there is those are the four teams with the bye. So you only have to win three games, not four, and that does make a big damn difference. Not only are you higher seeded, better regular season, you got one less game. Home field the advantage. odds should be right. much different. Got it. Okay. Then we got Chicago, Baltimore, Chargers in that middle group. Of those three, Obviously, you like the Bears on the flyer. Why not the Chargers at 16-1? to 1? Oh, at, at that number, I, I, of all the ones you read right now, if you said, Mr. X, you must play one of them, that is where I'd you go. You like the Chargers, yeah. even though they have the harder road, given they fly all the way across the country to Baltimore. Baltimore handled their asses oh, yes. big time a couple weeks ago, and then they still have to fight through both Kansas City and or New England, depending on how it sorts out. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's why their number is pretty high. Of the 25 to oneers, any of those teams worth a little shekel just for fun? Dallas, Houston, Seattle, Indy, Philly. I would say no because if you like any one of those teams, just play them. Just play them yeah. one week or two weeks, you go 2 and 0, oh, you don't need to win the next two. You you know, just play those teams if you like them. The only two that I would like would be Seattle and Philly. 
Nothing yeah. against Indy, Houston, or Dallas. I don't. I just do not see them having the full team to win it all. Seattle's the most balanced team in that group. Right. I would agree. I would take them. I, also, I wouldn't take Philly, but I would take Seattle. I also tend to, in the playoffs, and this is just me, I always favor the teams with the better passer. Not necessarily passing game. I mean the literal better passer. Because if you're behind in a playoff game, you have to throw. Sure. And teams that can't throw that have bad passers, they're in trouble once they get down 10 points. Okay. With all that as a prelude, let's get into the games. We'll start 435 Saturday afternoon on ESPN slash ABC. Tess, Witt, and Boog at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas for the 10-6 and six Colts visiting the 11-5 and five Houston Texans who are one-and-a-half-point home favorites. Andrew Luck versus Deshaun Watson. Total is 48-and-a-half. For Indianapolis, they've got Andrew Luck. They've got an O-line that is way better. They went five games this year in a row without allowing a sack of Andrew Luck. Amazing. Also, Indianapolis is number one in third-down conversions at 48.7%. So they're hard to get off the field. The only minus is that defensively against other teams' passers, Indy is not good. They're 31st defensively in completion percentage at 70%. One injury note for the Colts, center Ryan Kelly likely to play. He's part of that offensive line. For Houston, plus J.J. Watt, monster, plus run defense, number one in the league, allowing just 3.4 yards per carry. Minus for Houston, wide receiver depth. Yes, DeAndre Hopkins is ridiculous, but he's pretty much it. Also a minus for Houston, lowest third down conversions among all the playoff teams at 37%. So they get off the field easier than they should on offense. With that as the prelude, they split the season series, Mr. X. A field goal win each time. One of them in overtime after... Frank Reich went for it on fourth down in his own territory, much to the controversy of uh, a number of teams or a number of pundits around the around the league. If you remember when he made that bad overtime decision, Houston was zero and three, about to go zero and four. They were dead if in the he water. doesn't mess that up, yep. they may not have turned their season around. Right. This game is so like gambling. It to me says. Who the hell knows? This is going – I hope it's going to be an entertaining game. A lot of these early Houston games the last couple of years in the playoffs have been complete stinkers. Like the like the year that the Raiders lost all their quarterbacks, and I believe they had Connor Cook throw about a million interceptions in that game. Uh, Houston's been boat raced by Kansas City in this early Saturday game before. I think and I hope this is going to be a very entertaining game but my God, it's like flipping a coin. So I'm going to take Andrew Luck to continue his magical season. Give me the Colts plus the one and a half. Yeah, usually this is just about the time of year we see TJ Yates or somebody. Yeah, right. It's another one. Yeah. This, this, I agree with you. This is by far the hardest game of the weekend. It is a coin flip. Colts are a better team right now. I don't care they didn't win their division. They are a better team. The, the small one-point line for Houston at home implies that – that the Colts are a better team, right? Because it's a uh, you know should it's be in a Houston. courtesy three exactly. Right? But Colts yeah. are a better team. I am conf- uh, I'm con- I'm torn between saying too much air of recency on the Colts, okay, and tend to go to Houston. 
But then at the end of the day, just like you said, it sure is better in an even game to have the better quarterback, and right. that is Andrew Luck. Better passer. Okay. Uh, yes. Total quarterback, you can make an argument. Deshaun Watson can make more plays with his feet. Although Andrew Luck is very athletic for a big neck-bearded guy who doesn't look like an athlete. So you're taking the Colts as am I. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Well, not so fast. I also think that um, this is isn't this the first significant big game in Deshaun Watson's career? Yeah. So I got to take Andrew Luck. Okay. okay. There it is. Done and done. We go. Uh, Bill Vinovich is your referee for that game. Eight fifteen on Saturday night. We go to AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, on Fox. Buck Aikman and Andrews on hand to watch the ten and six Seattle Seahawks take on the ten and six Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is minus two as of Thursday midday. Total is forty two and a half. Russell Wilson versus Dak Prescott, and to a lesser degree, Bobby Wagner. And Leighton Vander Esch, great linebackers on either side of the ball. Seattle, by the way, the first meeting in this series, uh, first meeting this year, Seattle beat Dallas 24 to 13 in Seattle. That was back in September. However, no Amari Cooper. And the wide receiver situation for Dallas was a complete mess early in the year. Cooper has done a lot for that. Uh, Lockett had a 52 yard touchdown catch in that game in Seattle. Uh, and Seattle has now won four of five against Dallas, so they got some mojo there. Dak was terrible that first meeting. He had a 54.3 rating. He had two picks. Zeke did have a big day rushing, 16 for a buck 27, but Dallas got handled pretty easily. That was the first matchup, but again, no Amari Cooper. For Seattle, I love their big game experience. You can't, you can't replicate that. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, they've played so many stakes games together. There's a lot to that. Russell Wilson, that guy is a crafty son of a bitch. I hate him. I respect him, though. And they're a power-running team, and they'll power-run against any formation, any lineup, any team. They don't care. That said, Seattle's not necessarily an explosive team, and they're not necessarily a great comeback team either. So if you get them down, that's where the Dallas Cowboys will have their best chance. Of course, Dallas has Zeke, who rested last week. They've got a defense that is much improved, not just Van Der Esch, but uh, Jalen Smith is fantastic. Bad news is Dak Prescott's ball security is atrocious. That scares the shit out of me. They're a bad red zone team as well. I'm not wild about that. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks in the slight upset on the road over Dallas. That is a lot of info for a guy that had no insights on NFL.com. <laughs> hey, man, I, I was lot. grinding this morning. You were. I was grinding. I'll simplify this and say Seattle is a better team. I'll take them to win the game outright. I agree with you. Okay. All right, we move on then. Jason uh, Garrett is such a big game coach. <laughs> that, right, and if there's a, if there's a coach if, who would shrivel in the moment, who would not go for it on a fourth down, he should. If there's ever a fourth and one on the 37, he is punting. Unless the clapper, as they call him dismissively, because he's always clapping on the sidelines with that stupid, goofy smile. Unless the clapper changes his stripes for this game and somehow finds his balls. We shall see. Your referee in that game is Walt Anderson and his bag of bent needles. The retired dentist, Walt Anderson. <laughs> I, I looked that up on uh, footballzebras.com. We go to Sunday. 105 CBS m and Bank Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, the 12-4 San Diego Chargers 
against the 10-6 and six Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are two-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Total is 41-and-a-hook. It is Phillip Rivers, the least mobile quarterback in the NFL, against Lamar Jackson, who is not only the youngest quarterback to start a playoff game in NFL history, NFL history, but he is grease lightning. He is terrifying and electrifying to watch. That's the matchup. Interesting because they met so recently. Baltimore went to L.A. and just turned him inside out. 22-10 the final. Rivers was terrible, 181 yards, two picks, a rating of 51-7. Gus Edwards for Baltimore actually had a good game running it, 92 yards. Jackson didn't run it a whole lot in that first meeting. Baltimore got after Rivers up the middle all game long, which is the key. You get in Rivers' face, nothing works for him. He got totally frustrated, completely out of sorts. For San Diego, the good news is they're going to have Austin Eckler. They're going to have Melvin Gordon healthy and ready to go. They've got wide receiver depth, wide receiver flexibility. They're very good like that. Interior O-line has been struggling, though, and that's a concern. For Baltimore, number three defense in yards per drive, 26.3. They got Lamar Jackson. The minus is the Lamar wildcard factor, and his ball security has been very bad as well. A lot of fumbles with Lamar Jackson. Last five games as well, the Ravens have had a 56.2% completion rate at quarterback. That's 31st in the NFL. They don't pass it well. If the Ravens fall behind, they could be in trouble. I'm going to take the Chargers because everybody's going to look at this recent game, Mr. X, and go, well, they killed him in L.A. Why wouldn't they kill him again? And they're at home, and it's only two and a half. Easy money. I'm going to take the Chargers to figure it out and have a whole different look against them this time. Give me the lightning bolts. Well, my analysis can stop right at the point spread. (laughs) It's two and a half. Oh, it's the two and a half trap. It is the trap if it stays there. I will take the Chargers to win the game right then. But I will also add, I am a big believer in taking the team that just lost to win the rematch. They learn more. You often learn more in losing than in winning. I think they'll be prepared this time. They caught him in the big letdown game right after that big Chiefs. Right. And they were stale. I'm not going to put as much into that game. Baltimore is really playing well. I almost get a feeling like San Diego Chargers are going to win this By the way, I've already said I'm going to call them San Diego from now until I'm dead. That's fine. Um the Ravens are either going to get knocked out this week or they may go a long way because I do think they're really playing well. But I'll take the Chargers as well to win outright. By the way, do you know a lot of people are worried they may miss this game on CBS because of the big uh, – are you on that as well? No, you don't know that? No. Yeah, there's a cable dispute with certain cable uh, providers in which the CBS affiliates are off the air right now. And maybe – like Scott was worrying about this, Scott Lynn, and he's like, yeah, man. I'm worried. What should I do? I go, don't do anything. By the time Sunday comes, that dispute will be over. There was another dispute right before the start of the new year between Disney, ABC, and some cable providers, and it got solved at the last second because the NFL is still the kingpin when it comes to television and football. Do you know that 35 of the top 40 TV shows this fall were football games? Sure. TV shows, Mr. X. Mm -hmm. That's everything. 
But that, uh, yeah, I'm not up on the dispute. All I know is that in most second halves for the last six weeks, my direct TV goes out anyway. Oh, really? Always. Really? It never goes out during a movie, only on Sundays. (laughs) Funny how that is. Uh, Nance, Romo, and the Wolf call in the game. Cleet Blakeman is your referee. Finally, it brings us to Sunday at Soldier Field, 440 on NBC, 30 years and six days after the infamous fog bowl between the Eagles and Bears. Here we are again. (laughs) How about that, huh? 12-31-88 was when the fog bowl was played. So it was actually played on New Year's Eve in 1988. If you're too young to have remembered it, Google it, watch it. It was unbelievable, the fog that came in that day. Eagles, 9-7 and seven, against the 12-4 and four Chicago Bears, who are six-point favorites, the largest spread of the weekend. Total is 41. It's Big Dick Nick against Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Mm-mm-mm. This is my lock of the week, and I'll tell you why in just a second. I'll give you my side in just a second. For Philadelphia, pluses. Doug Peterson, experienced coach, not afraid to go for it. The Foles-Alshon-Jeffrey combo has been fantastic. Alshon Jeffrey is Nick Foles' get-out-of-jail card. He'll just throw it up, and Alshon Jeffrey goes up and gets it. It's a hell of a weapon. Nick Foles is great against the Blitz, 132.2 rating against the Blitz, and Fletcher Cox is one of the least heralded, best badasses in the NFL on defense. Now, for Chicago, I'm not downplaying them. Matt Nagy I like, but this is his first rodeo in the postseason. I like Tariq Cohen, X-Factor. Khalil Mack is a game wrecker. They do have the number one run defense, but Philly doesn't really run much. And Trubisky is still a little bit raw. He's a little bit loose. If you have to ask him to pass 30 or more times, you are in trouble. Even though Foles has bad ribs, I love the Philadelphia Eagles plus the six as my lock of the wild card weekend. That'll go well with your earlier pick of the Bears at 8-1. to one. <laughs> No, it won't go well with that. No. Yeah, what am I doing on that? Maybe I'll just drop the Bears at 8-1. to one. How about that? That's probably the right move. That's well, maybe, a, the, maybe the Eagles cover, cover but don't win. Go. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a tiny window for you. But, <laughs> you know, I, what I remember the thing about the Fog Bowl real quickly is that the, the guys that were covering the game, the announcers were in the booth with no ability to see the game. Right. And and they, they could not figure out how to – the game went on and no one could see it. And I had the under. <laughs> I remember that game. And you couldn't see it. You were just – every now and then they were telling you what was what had happened, who had punted. You couldn't see it. That was the craziest one. Well, the players, too, had a hard time seeing. Sure. So they, they really stopped passing it more than five yards down the field. It really yes. affected the play of the game. Couldn't throw it up in the air. No one could see it. Right. I – I think of all the playoff teams, I think perhaps the most overrated and the most public play is going to be on the Eagles. Because? I, because they, they're the, the defending narrative. champs, the era of recency. The narrative of this is they, like last year, yeah, Nick Foles again. They're right? not worried that they lost a quarterback. They've done that before. They have... They're one of the two or three hot teams coming in, had to win most of their games down the stretch. They are on a roll. I think at the end of the day, I want the best defense in the playoffs. Nobody ever 
bets on that. If the the public forgets the defense, we love the sexy plays. Right. The Bears are the best defense. I'll take the Bears. Could the Bears be in a letdown spot? If you're letting down now, what are you doing? <laughs> that I know, but here's the thing. I watched I watched Nagy after the game in the locker room with the Bears. They had a clip of him. He was doing this thing where it's like boom and he gets in between all the players and he does this emphatic, you know, fist pump and all the players are like with him on this. They wanted to beat the shit out of the Vikings from a pure rivalry standpoint. They didn't rest anybody until that game was out of reach. They put a lot of energy and emotion into beating the Vikings from a rivalry standpoint. Now, it's crazy to say, how could a playoff game at home, their first home playoff game in years, be a letdown spot? But maybe it's there a little bit. I don't know. Chicago's Eddie Jackson, their safety, is likely to play. He's the only injury concern, really, on defense for the Chicago Bears. The last time these two teams met was over a year ago, back in November of 2017. Bears were still quite a mess. Trubisky was a rookie. Uh, they had a different coach. Philly beat him 31-3, to so that really doesn't matter right there. So I'm taking all the dogs, and I believe I'll go 3-1. and one. I don't know which three or, or which one won't hit. I like to favor the better passers, and I'm going to take the Eagles – Plus the six, even though you point out, Mr. X, that's kind of a John Q. Public square play, okay. an error of recency, a buy into the narrative thing. Now, you always tell me that typically, I forget which weekend it is, wild card or the next weekend, in which the favorites cover three out of four, you just don't know which ones. Yeah, that's next week, the bye week. Okay. They usually say throw the points out because they'll all be favored after the bye, and three out of four cover and one loses outright. But, it, but he got to figure out which one. So I don't. So why bother figuring it out? Just, just play the four. Play, and play go three four. and one. Yeah, but not this week. Is there a narrative on Wild Card Weekend? Is there a historical sort of comp of here's typically what happens in the Wild Cards? I would say no. But the, the thing that often happens in this weekend is very often the road team is a better team. You're talking about the fourth division winner that might have you know be a weak team. Dallas is a weak team. Okay. They're in the right division. They're a home team. They're not that good. They're going to lose to Seattle. So very often that five seed, like the Chargers and the Seahawks, are one of the league's better teams. But with this format, they go on the road. I. Uh, How do you feel about that? Do you think the NFL should not make it so that if you win your division, you automatically get a home game? Because 12-4 and four, uh, Chargers, that, that's one of the best wild cards ever. I think I would say in a long time, but maybe last year there was a twelve and four wild card. Twelve and four yeah. is a really sharp year, and to be a wild card only sucks. Yeah, I remember the Titans one year at thirteen and three were wild card behind the fourteen and two Jaguars. Wow. Remember that? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what? It's a necessary evil because the divisions and the rivalries. You just talked about the Bears and the Vikings. The divisions and the rivalries are a key component to making the league as attractive as it is and i think this is a what i'd call a necessary evil and you know every few years you have the seven and nine seahawks winning a division and hosting a game i don't care they're gonna lose anyway let it go right okay looking ahead to next weekend what do you think of the four teams sitting out kansas city new england and new orleans and the rams i've had a funny feeling about this season for about two months now in the sense that usually when you want to pick the super bowl champ just look at the four by teams and figure out which one of the four you want. Digging deeper than that just never never seems to come up. This is such a weird year in some ways. I almost have this feeling we're going to have a very random Super Bowl. Really? Seattle-Baltimore or, or something. I, I just have a feeling that 
the top four teams have struggled down the stretch. I don't think, you know, back up two months. Except for and, New Orleans. New Orleans you know, took their foot t- off the gas they, they, yeah. to lose that last game to default of 13-3. Yeah, I'm remembering that Cowboy game with it. They laid an egg. I'm just saying, to You're be right. the very right. best they, team in the league, right. they didn't come home looking True. like a world beater. And the Rams the same until they caught a couple cupcakes late. Exactly. So usually this time of year, when you look at the top four, you feel confident that they're head and shoulders. They are the better team, and they're playing well. That's why they got the bye. This year I feel like those byes were wrapped up so early that I'm not sure the bye teams are the hot let's win now teams because they really kind of limped home. So I just, you know, I just kind of have this gut feel that we're going to have a Super Bowl that nobody wants with two teams that you didn't see coming, yeah. like the Bears and the uh, uh, <laughs> Bears and the Ravens. Bears and Ravens, or, you know, something like that, where we go, yeah, that's kind of cool and upset, and yeah, I'm not so interested. I'd rather see Breeze and Mahomes or Brady and Breeze or something like that. That's what you know the world wants. But I got a weird feeling it's going to be two teams that are going to come out of the pack. Yeah. Uh, certainly for the NFC, you've got more brand name appeal. Mm-hmm. In the AFC, you got some teams and some markets that are a little bit iffy, like Houston and Baltimore and Indianapolis. I would say my preferred Super Bowl would be the Saints and the Chiefs. I don't want to see Rams-Chiefs as a rematch because we already saw that game. So I would like Saints-Chiefs if I could pick one. My secondary pseudo-sexy weird ball Super Bowl would be the Chargers Mm -hmm. against the Rams? An all-L.A. Super Bowl? Okay, we could do that. Uh, The Super Bowl I would hate the most is Philly-New England rematch. Yeah. That I would just say I'm not watching. See now, New England. This is a New England's a good example. This is the worst New England team in about five or six years. I was going to say they're still a two seed, but they're not the two seed that you can see, you know, steamrolling through the playoffs like the past Tom Brady teams. Did you see they're where Brady missed on all five of his million dollar bonuses? No, I missed. Yeah, he had five million dollar bonuses, like top five in passing, mm-hmm. top five in passer rating, top five yards, top five touchdowns, top five completions. 0 for 5. Still made $15 million, not bad, but he missed on all of his bonuses. Still the second best paid in the household. Right. <laughs> Gron- Gronk uh, can't move. They are as – they're just – New England is interesting because they're just not that good not. compared to their own standard. Which is why they'll probably end up winning this thing. Oh, my God. So what would you like to see in the Super Bowl, aside from your Patriots? Yeah. Um, I have, you know, my top play of the year was the Bears over six and a half back in week one. I've kind of, I've kind of embraced that team because they did well for me. I, they're a boring team, but if you, you know, unless you like watching defense, I kind of like that. But I wouldn't mind. Um, I'd like to see Philip Rivers. I'd like to see Rivers have a shot. Um, so maybe, maybe Chargers Bears would be what I'd like to see. Is it safe to say, uh, you know, these TV networks and it's on. Was it on this year? It's on CBS actually. Oh wait, how about how about Saints and Chargers, the the Breeze Rivers connection? That'd be cool. You know the I'd how be okay they traded basically the way they swapped one I, for the I, other. I, yeah. I, that would be cool. I mean that was Have a lifetime sm- ago, yeah. but yeah, I'd be for that. I, CBS carries the game. They don't really care who's in it, although I think they kind of care. 
who's in it, you know that CBS really wants no part of Indy, Houston, Baltimore. More so Baltimore and Houston. No offense to either team or fan bases listening right now. It's just those are not very sexy. In the AFC side, you got to wonder, do the networks prefer another installment of the Patriots who have really worn out their welcome with America? I just You can, yeah, you can respect what they – People love to they, hate them. They love to hate them, but, God damn it, we're sick of seeing them. They hate I us because they ain't so, us. <laughs> I do not want to sit there and think about the Patriots for a whole fucking week again in Atlanta when we're doing shows down there, but we might well do that. But do you think the networks would rather have Tom Brady one more time or the hottest player in the league in Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, that's a tough call. I will say that in other sports, particularly baseball, maybe basketball, the finals matchup is critical to the ratings. Right. I've never felt it real. How many Super Bowl parties go, oh, they're in it? Let's not bother. Who's going to not watch the Super Bowl because – it's not as an attractive a matchup. Does it really impact the ratings? I right. guess it does, but it's just hard to see that. In the NFC, I think they'd be fine with New Orleans or the Rams because of the firepower and you know offense is always good. I don't think the networks would love Chicago. I think they're indifferent about Seattle. Philly mm-hmm. is – I think they're indifferent about that because it'd be a weak team that was there last year with a quarterback who's not sexy – Sorry, Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Dallas, though, oh, <laughs> the networks would move heaven and earth to get Dallas in there. And if it was Dallas, Kansas City, America's team versus the young phenom, the 50-touchdown passer, good night now. And a rematch yeah. of a previous Super Bowl, like Super Bowl three, I think. Right? Dallas, Kansas City, way, 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 way back. Or maybe they never played. They never played they Kansas never played? City. You're right. They didn't. Kansas, Kansas City, City played, played Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, I, I think there's a lot of very boring NFC teams that could get in there. It really almost has to be the Saints. Okay. All right. Well, there we are. Wild card weekend. Uh, please bet responsibly. Bet with your head. No over it. My pick. My lock is Eagles plus the six, and I'll take all four dogs. Hope that they go three and one. I don't know which one is not going to hit, but that's my play for the weekend. Mr. X, you? I I like three dogs, and I'm going to lean to the Bears. My best, if I had only pick one, was Seattle. Seattle to beat Dallas outright. Okay, that's your best pick of the weekend, Seattle plus the two in Dallas. All right. Are we gonna do? Did you want? Did you want to still do the uh, season totals? Yeah, let's talk about our okay. season totals for the season. Because yeah. I was I was oh, listening yeah. to You're those talking... on the way over this morning. Yeah. By the way, Mr. X went back to week one. That's how dedicated he is at self scouting this segment. You went back to week one and you were listening to our season totals. Yes. Wanted to make sure it was accurate. Okay. What did you say? Season totals. I picked four head to head matchups. We won three and one. What were those? Um, New England over Philly. Okay. To win win one game more than Philly. Okay. Um, Miami over Tampa. Okay. Winner. That's um, a weird one. How about this one? Jets getting a game and a half over the Giants. It came down to the last two-point conversion. Oh, wow. Because the Giants got hot late and the Jets went 0 and whatever down the stretch. So that one won by a skin of our teeth. Okay. And the loser was San Fran minus one over Oakland, and they both win four. 
Oh, the whole Garoppolo. Garoppolo yeah. yeah, that one was over early. I was right that they were going to be a better team than Oakland, but that one didn't get home. So it went three and one. But then on the straight up plays, went five and one. Which is no, I'm sorry, five and zero. Oh. Five, five and zero. Oh. Oh. Okay, what were your season totals? They were Tampa under six and a half winner. Buffalo under was a winner. Um, the only what was Buffalo's number? Do you remember? I think six and a half. Okay. Um, Philly under okay. ten winner. Okay. Um, the only over was Houston over eight and a half winner. Winner. Bears over six and a half. A easy winner. Easy winner. winner. Yeah. So all five totals hit. Are you? I mean, how are you at season totals in football? Because you're five legend. and this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in general, because your legend is made on baseball, but how are you on football totals? As good as your last try. As good as your no. last try. I've done. Football's harder, isn't it? Yeah, smaller window, 16 right. games. As you know, most of the ones. Now, if you look, as I always say, if you if you're if you got over seven and a half and you're at seven and eight going into the last meaningless week, win or lose, that's a bad total. You don't want to be there because if it's going to come down to the wire, might as well wait, wait until the, the wire. wire. <laughs> exactly. So you want to win them like the Bears. You want to win them by a bunch. Those are good plays. Um, and they're a little bit harder when a typical NFL year, everybody's bunched seven, eight, nine wins, and yeah. the totals are all seven and a half, eight and a half. One bad call, yeah, one you, fumble takes you from a winner to a loser. It's hard to find more than a couple of teams that are going to give you a margin of two or three games off their total. And, and you know, luckily we got a couple of those this year. And in the case of the Bears, they give you a margin and of that's like why six I, games. Yeah, and that's why I always prefer to go under. Instead of over, because like in San Francisco's case, you go over San Francisco. They were a good team. The quarterback goes down. You're dead in the water before you start. Yeah. So on the unders, you always have, uh, you know, you have a. I always feel you have a little bit of a better shot because an injury doesn't kill you. But All I've right. done well on the totals over the years, but certainly not in the legendary baseball 81 percent range. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then which is uh, right around the corner. Right, right around the corner. And by the way. Uh, we're not gonna ha- we're not gonna be together until after the national championship game. So, oh. Alabama minus six. I like Clemson plus, but that's just me. What do you think? I lean that way. I hit them both last weekend. That that was a good week. Um, Oklahoma was a miracle cover somehow in that one. <laughs> it really was. But I I liked Clemson a lot to steamroll Notre Dame. This this is a hard game to pick as well, because um, you know this thing could go to you know overtime and somebody win by seven. I hate that number, but I would uh, I would definitely lean to take the points because either team can win this game. So when either team can win, give me the six. All right, very good, Mister X. We'll talk to you next week. And as always, winning is nice. Getting paid is even nicer. Bowl season has now come and gone, but don't beat yourself up if you missed it. It's still a great time to get in on the action with my bookie. You missed the 41 record bowl games to bet on, but we still have the national championship game, Jan 7, and that one's going to be a monster. It still is the most wonderful time of the year, and with the NFL playoffs coming up, oh yeah, you're going to want in. Make sure you are ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win. They're all about good customer service, and they have some wild props, which are always fun to bet. Where you bet is as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money, you got to go to MyBookie. I've dealt with them all season, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. You'll be satisfied. Join now. MyBookie will offer a 50% deposit bonus 
to make sure you've got a nice bankroll to start 2019. Use promo code ZABE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo. At my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. I'll end on this today. How was Mike Francesa this year picking games? I was 13-5 and five on my locks. Pretty good. Mr. X, as you heard, was a winning record picking games. Some up, some down. There'll be years in which I suck, and I hope when I suck, I will be honest about, okay, here's my record. Honest and forthcoming. Mike Francesa, not quite so much. Take a listen to this. Hey, Mike, love the app. Best nine books I've ever spent, man. Thank you. What's happening? Wanted to ask you, uh, before I get to quick Jets question, how come you don't give your record before you make the picks anymore? For like 100 years, you always gave the record, then make it's, the picks. It's, posted, it's posted on the app. It's right there. It's, it's redundant. It's, 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 right, it's, right, it's true. It's right there. I mean, if you want me to do it next week, I'll well, do it, but it's not in it's not. It's not important. I mean, you know, I really. Uh, I'd be honest with you. I have to tell you right I now. I do want you to do it. Well, I don't. I don't even know. I like and thanks for the call, but I don't even know what it is. I'd have to go look it up. I mean, to be honest with you, but I mean, that's what gets you. I mean, it's listed right there. It's it, it's printed right. <laughs> it's, it's printed right on the app. The, the picks for the whole year. Printed. Yeah, I love that. The over unders for basketball there. Over unders for football for there. Everything's there. It's all. It's all listed right there. If you have the app, what you do. You just said you did, and you're here, so they're, they're listed right there. You know, if you think it's because I'm under 500 this year versus the last couple of years where I did great, I mean, no, that's not the reason. I'm not worried about it. You know, it could change in two days. I'm not worried about and it. Let me look. Just for the caller, it didn't who change in two days. Do it. I will. I will give him. Let me. Let me look it up, and I'll give you the the record right now. I will do that. Let me just so that you... I'm looking for it. Oh, oh, the only one's through eight. Now I got to go to a different one for nine through sixteen, right? It says video on nine. When I press the nine one, it's not active. On mine, it says video is not active for the nine week. I'm only getting one through eight come up. So let me just add in. Uh, so. <laughs> let me pause right here. Funhouse on Twitter at back after this actually said he cut forty seconds out of this awkward pausing and fumbling through his app. 40 seconds were cut out just because it was too painful to even post on the clip. But wait, it gets better. Oh. 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 1, 2, 4, 8. Uh... Mind you, this is also going out over WFAN, the number one sports radio station in the country in New York City, market numero uno. Uh, 6 and 4 and 8, 6 and 9. Listen to this. Listen. 12. That was an eight second pause. That was eight seconds of essentially dead air. Uh, Not just drive a truck through that dead air, drive a caravan of trucks through that dead air. And. Not there yet. 16. 14. And 17. Let's see, because one, two, it's 15. Fifteen twenty is that what it is? Fifteen twenty, something like that. Something like fifteen twenty one. Fifteen twenty one. Okay. And there it was. It's just classic. He can't just say, "I'm having a rough year." There's no question about it. I was great the last two years. Apparently, he was. He was good the last two. It stinks this year. Can't admit it. 
Reminds me of a great SNL clip or skit from back in the 80s where they had a fake Mike Wallace in a fake 60-minute segment interview uh, interview fake lawyer Nathan Thurm played by Martin Short who was smoking a cigarette and sweating profusely during the interview about his company making hazardous fake gag gifts in China. So what are you saying? Saying that your boss, Mr. Lee, is in effect the Mr. Big of the pirate novelty business. No, he isn't. You're just saying that to get a higher rating on your TV show. I wish I were, but we saw your people making pirate minkman schnozzes. Schnozzes? I don't know what you're talking about. It's so funny that you say that. They don't make schnozzes. They make semiconductors for a very reputable computer company. What's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? Why, 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 why is that suddenly wrong to do? You know, I should intersperse this clip with the Francesa clip. Of, it's right on the app. It's printed there. Why, why, why does it matter to you? I don't understand. I'm not worried about it. Why are you pointing the finger at other people all the time? Why don't you point the finger at yourself? Do a little more reading, maybe. Less time in court. Maybe that would be effective for you. For saying this, but you seem defensive. I'm not being defensive. You're the one who's being defensive. Why is it always the other person who's being defensive? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why don't you ask yourself that? This is an affidavit. I know that. Well, let me finish. This is an affidavit from a woman who's got severe nerve damage on her upper thighs from sitting on one of your defective whoopee cushions. Here, read it. I have read it. So why do I have to read it? Well, it does pertain to your company. I know that. Why wouldn't I know that? It's my company. I'm quite aware of that. Is it me? It's him, right? (laughs) Tell you what, Nathan Thurm, you ain't got nothing on one Mike Francesa. That's all for today. Download, subscribe, comment, and like. Tell a couple friends. Get the Zabecast app. It's free and very handy. Subscribe to the premium edition by going to zabe.com slash premium. I appreciate the support. Podcasts are the future, and the future is now. Email me with topics at zabe at yahoo.com. Now go make a few perfunctory calls at work and get ready to enjoy your weekend after a grueling three-day week at work. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bowl season has now come and gone, but don't beat yourself up if you missed it. It's still a great time to get in on the action with my bookie. You missed the 41 record bowl games to bet on, but we still have the national championship game, Jan 7, and that one's going to be a monster. It still is the most wonderful time of the year, and with the NFL playoffs coming up, oh yeah, you're going to want in. Make sure you are ready for the daily action by signing up at MyBookie today. They pay fast when you win, they're all about good customer service, and they have some wild props, which are always fun to bet. Where you bet is as important as who you're betting on, and if you want to make money, you got to go to MyBookie. I've dealt with them all season, but don't take my word for it. Check them out yourself. You'll be satisfied. Join now. My bookie will offer a 50% deposit bonus 
to make sure you've got a nice bankroll to start 2019. Use promo code ZABE when you deposit to activate the offer. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo. At my bookie, you play, you win, and you get paid.